Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. On today's episode, I am your host, Sam Altieri, and I have my my cabin crew, as Sarah would say, <laughs> with me. Sarah Duff, Kim Schlag, and Marcy Nevin. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. I ever said that. I have. I'm gonna stop. I don't know where that came from, but I was like, you guys, you guys are my cabin crew. I'll be part of the cabin crew. Cool. Hell yeah. (laughs) Who's the captain? That's you today. So I'm the captain. I am the captain. Buckle up. (laughs) I'm bringing the snacks. Yeah, baby. There better be cereal involved. <laughs> uh what's going on with you guys anything new uh kim let's let's go to you some new updates uh i just got back from a trip this weekend we went to the jersey shore for our long labor day weekend and we had an adventure we will never oh. repeat it uh you can't really book places last minute for holiday weekends at the jersey shore but we tried <laughs> to do it anyway and so all the good places we usually go you can't go there and so we thought we would try atlantic city i don't know if you guys know anything about atlantic city but it's kind of like it's a gambling town. It's like casinos and stuff, but they have all these big hotels. And so they had rooms and we're like, well, how bad can it be? It was yucky. <laughs> it, oh. was, it was terrible and gross and we will never ever go there again. <laughs> so like- you made the most of it? Yeah, we did. We had a good time. We, so we spent, we got there Friday, we walked into the hotel. It was just mass chaos and people everywhere. And it really felt like a world where COVID didn't exist, which made us a little bit nervous. It was weird. And so we didn't, we didn't do much Friday night. We just like hung out in our room. And then the next day we drove to a beach we actually liked because it was only 30 minutes from there. And we spent a beautiful day on our favorite beach. And then when we came back that night, we were back in Atlantic City and we went to the boardwalk the next day and it was dirty. Everything was dirty and gross and run down and it really shouldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, thanks for saving us. The yeah, so don't go to Atlantic City, everybody. Never go there. If you want to gamble, go to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for sharing, Kim, and I'm glad you turned it into a as much of a great time as you could. We still <laughs> had fun. You always do. Um, Sarah, what about you? Um, I mean, there's nothing hugely major going on in my life. Um, I that is such a lie. I know. Uh, yeah, I know it's such like obviously we have the romance, but I mean like that's all still going amazing. Um, but there is no shift on me actually getting into the United States. So I've had to rebook my ticket to the fourteenth of November and now we're just, you know, crossing fingers, toes and praying to the universe that this is, you know, things are gonna start shifting and that the conspiracy theory that after the election everything's gonna like return to normal it comes true that's kind of what i'm We're rooting for that for sarah's sake here i'm really i'm really the first time in my life i'm rooting for conspiracy theories i'm like <laughs> do this kids let's do it um so yeah so that's that so it's all still going well just the frustration of not being able to actually get there um 
and I seem to have, I've been trying to be much better with my recycling and only buying like um, secondhand, you know, clothes and all of this kind of stuff. The past couple of weeks, so I've ordered, you know, recycled, not what are they called? Recycled clothes, secondhand clothes. Like, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And welcome. I've ended up spending an absolute fortune on taking them in to get them all, um, you know, Oh, adjusted. Oh. <laughs> None of them fucking fit. I'm just like, I'm at peace with it because I'm like, okay, I did my bit. I bought secondhand clothes, which is what I'm trying to do mostly. And I'm giving back to the economy and giving somebody work by taking my clothes in. And that's how I've, that's how I I've love been. that. Yes. Nice, Sarah. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's it. That's me. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, next time you're in the States, we have to go to my mom's shop because she owns the boutique in consignment. And like, that's where I get like, probably 75% of my clothes is from my mom's store. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'll be that. Mm-hmm. Girl's trip. Yes. Uh, Marcy, what about you, girl? Oh, not a whole lot. I guess I could provide a slight dating update. <gasps> yes, yes. <laughs> Do it. I've been waiting. <laughs> it's, it's really not that good, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so last weekend, I talked to you guys about who I went on a hike with and didn't really hear much from him after that. I heard from him on Tuesday, sending me pictures of this house that he had staged that he's putting on the market. And I was the one who was a little bit forward, like, oh, we should do the hike again sometime. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. How about Wednesday or Thursday? So anyway, we ended up hiking on when, or on Thursday. Last oh my Thursday. goodness! Well, can, can we just? I had a good time. Can we pause, it, it Marcy. Fun. You huh? initiated. <laughs> like that's amazing. Yeah, kinda. I kinda did. Oh, well, I, so he said, "Okay, I'm going for my evening walk because we both go on evening walks. That's how we met each other." And uh, I said, "Oh well, I just got to the gym, or else I would have had invited myself to come with you." And he just laughed and said, okay, next time. And I said, well, I would like to go on a hike again. And then he initiated, you know, setting it up. So we went on Thursday. I had a good time. I saw him out in front of his house while I was walking the trail on Friday. We talked for probably 20 minutes. Great conversation. But yeah, I don't hear from him in between. So I am getting the the hint that either he's not interested or it's just really bad timing because of everything that I discussed on the last episode. Mm-hmm. However. On Saturday night, I was walking the trail again, and I got stopped by a guy. <laughs> so Another guy? Yeah. This trail is like magical trail. I see real, there's, a, there's this other guy who I have been seeing for months who is so cute, and I still have not stopped to talk to him, but yeah, so the guy from Saturday, for a couple of months now, and whenever I'm out in the evening, he's always riding his bike. And you just like, you can get the sense that someone wants to stop and say something to you. So I've been getting that sense now for a while. Every time he uh, rides by, I'm like, I know you want to stop, just stop. And I keep thinking that he's going to like ride away and then stop, turn around, come back and like ride up behind me. Well, he hasn't yet. However, on uh, last week sometime, I was walking downtown and this truck drives by and someone honks at me and I look up and he, this guy waves. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the guy on the bike. <gasps> so, oh, in your face, man. so on Saturday, I'm on the trail in the evening. It is hot as freaking balls. I'm like, like literally <laughs> dripping in sweat <laughs> and he rides by, I wave. And then this time he actually stops <gasps> around 
comes back, like dings his little like <laughs> thing. And he pulls up beside me and he's like, hey, you know what's going on? I was like, I just, I want to apologize. That was me who honked at you the other day. And I was like, yeah, I had a feeling that was you. So he felt really bad. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I knew it was you. It's cool. So we talked for, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes or so. And that really nice guy, a little awkward. So I'm not quite so sure about it, but I did end up giving him my number. And he's like, you know, maybe we can go to dinner sometime or go for a walk on the trail. And I was like, yeah, like I'm up for it, you know? Uh, you. Oh my so goodness, Marcy. You I did not it. hear from him for a couple of days, which I kind of like. I'm like, I don't need someone who's overly aggressive and, you know, messages me like when he gets home <laughs> that night. So I heard from him yesterday. He's like, oh, I have a funny story about your number. And I was like, he's like, well, not really funny, but I'll tell it to you anyway. So apparently he did not save my number in his phone. And he went to text me and realized that, oh shit, I didn't save it. He's like, so I felt like an idiot. I was so bummed. I was like beating myself up. He's like, but I remembered a couple of numbers that you had said. And I had also told him that I worked at this gym down, like that was literally 50 yards from where we were talking that night. And I was like, oh yeah, I used to work at that gym up there. Like that's where I do my workouts now. And so he Googled the name of the gym found my name, found my number, because I guess it's on the website, the gym's website. And then he went to my own website and was like checking me out. So I was like, wow, you're resourceful. Wow. <laughs> he's like, he's what like, I work. Stalkerish. I'm like, no, no, it's cool. You're resourceful. So I appreciate it. But so that's that. We're supposed to go on a walk whenever the smoke clears and it's not 110 degrees in California. So. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. I feel like this is a really great advertisement, people. Like, if you want to meet nice men, you need to get your knee up. <laughs> yeah. yeah get mean. outside. Hell Marcy yeah. needs to give everyone the coordinates of this trail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. one. Or if you don't want to move, just get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> or sign up for Sarah's like, no, no, you don't need to walk to meet a man. <laughs> or just sign up for axe throwing. You'll meet your. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, Marsh, that's so exciting. I mean, there's so many exciting things happening in this group. <laughs> so much love. <laughs> well, keep us posted. We'll the do. Saga, the saga unfolds, so listeners, uh, next week is going to be good, I can tell. Um, <laughs> as for me, really, I mean, the only thing that's new is um, I've just been doing more trail running. That's been exciting. I ate shit for the first time yesterday. I was telling these ladies... Um, got some battle wounds, got some blood on my shoes. That's about it. It feels good. I'm like, yep, breaking it in, <laughs> getting getting my ha- my ass handed to me on the hills. Um, and it feels nice to just like be working towards getting stronger, like in a different way. Um, so that's been fun. And trying to real heavy in while we're running, which is hilarious because he's just like, has such ADD and he's like, squirrel, ooh, this sniff, ooh, another puppy's butt, ooh, a tree, ooh, pee. And I'm like, you're strapped to me, bro. You can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Do you think he's the reason you fell? Um, well, maybe. Like, he was just kind of in the way and I just like, <laughs> went up. <laughs> but either way, we're both good. <laughs> uh, but 
on a totally different topic. Um, today's episode, you guys, is about the the topic of gaining weight um, or basically just not being in a fat loss or a weight loss phase. And um, it's something that I've been experiencing lately. I just haven't been in a weight loss phase. I haven't been in in a anything phase, I haven't really been paying that much attention to my body. Um, and it's changed and it's changed for a lot of reasons. And I think that, uh, as someone that experienced years of kind of chronic dieting and like chronic, always trying to lose weight. And then when I lost it, it was never enough. Um, I am now at the place where I've gained weight and I realized that that was a big fear of mine. Um, it was, I was scared to gain weight for a lot of reasons and that can keep a chokehold on you. And so I wanted to kind of bring this up because it's definitely something that can consume. It used to consume my headspace a lot and, um, wanted to have a conversation about it because gaining weight is totally normal. It is a thing that we all are going to do over the course of our life. Our weight is going to fluctuate depending on the season. And so I wanted to just give you permission to be gaining weight right now if that's happening or to not be losing weight and also just kind of go around and share stories about either our own um, weight gain or clients that have gained weight maybe while they're trying to be in a weight loss phase, but they're actually gaining weight for some other reason and um, how to reframe that. So first of all, can you guys relate? Like, have you been, um, I know Sarah, you and I were talking about it. Uh, What is your experience with like weight gain or not being as lean as you were? Um. So as I sit here right now, I'll be honest, this is probably the biggest I have been in, I don't know how many years, but it just is. And I know that it is not because I know what the number of the scale is, but because all of my jeans and my clothes that were my big clothes in air quotes, um, I am now, they literally are fitting a lot snugger. Um, And I'm okay with that, you know, Um, which is, a very liberating feeling, um, having spent um, since about when I competed in 2014 and became absolutely obsessed with having a six pack and being lean and maintaining that fitness model look and getting my boobs done to try and complete it all and all of the things. There was so much attached to around my body and how it looked. Um, when I finally got to the stage where I was like, I cannot live like this anymore because it is basically I'm in hell right now because Mm -hmm. I was obsessive with food. The scale was dictating my every single move on a day-to-day basis, my mood, how I was eating, how I was showing up. I was, I was miserable and I just got to the point where I was like, things have to change. Um, and I knew at that point I was going to have to allow myself to gain some weight, um, which I did, which was very uncomfortable. I really didn't enjoy it. And I had so many fears come up around it that I was no longer going to be attractive. And, you know, because what had happened as I leaned down, I'd started to get more compliments and getting noticed more when I was in the gym because you know people could see that I was going through this process and all things and people think they're being nice when they're there going oh my god you look amazing because you're you know you you know you've been training hard and looking lean in my mind to somebody that was already had very low self-esteem that was just compounding the story that I wasn't good enough before Mm -hmm. and therefore I had to then 
maintain where I had gotten to and that was then making me enough and me kind of you know more attractive than I was but actually nothing had changed other than people were feeling the need to comment more than anything Mm -hmm. um yeah so I had to go through the whole thing of um gaining weight and it wasn't easy and I kind of relapsed in air quotes a few times and went into getting really lean again and I, I just felt so crap like I cannot even describe to you how crap I felt um and trying to constantly put your body under that much stress through the intense training as well um I wasn't sleeping I wasn't uh, my energy levels were in the toilet um I used to I was obsessed with like going into the toilet and like lifting up my top and doing the the tummy pinch mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be like oh my god um, I need to just check that my um, cellulite or whatever hasn't hasn't come back. So I'd be doing like random spot checks in toilets in, you know, when I was out and in gyms because I was like oh, yeah. eating something. And I think like something, I think I've just put on like 10 pounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's been a process of getting, you know, comfortable in my own body again um, and allowing myself to put on weight and be okay with it and then we did that fat loss together me and you Sam and that was the first fat loss phase I had done in years and years and years um because I had a fear of ending up back where I was uh, but I actually you know I didn't um and I've just kind of carried on growing my relationship with my body to be a healthy one Mm -hmm. to not fear Mm -hmm. um, being bigger and I feel better yeah yes oh I can relate so hard to all of that and I think like for me I'm I'm still very much in the um acceptance like I'm still learning to be okay with being in a bigger body Mm -hmm. like and I had to even like what you were talking about like body checking that is such a con like that is something I've caught myself doing so much and I didn't even realize it was a thing like looking into the mirror more than I quote-unquote need to or should Mm -hmm. or whatever um like looking at my cellulite like my stomach fat my whatever the fuck and spending so much of my time thinking about how I looked and like this morning I was doing a meditation around this actually, um, very timely. And I just like broke down into tears because I was like, I cannot believe how much like life that I've wasted worrying about what I looked like or thinking about my body fat or like nobody fucking cares. Like, why do I care so much? Right. Like, or why did I care so much? I, I would say as I'm kind of coming out of that space, but it's still very much real for me. And it's like, I've even had that conversation with Kurt. Like, do you still love me now that I'm like, however much heavier? He's like, what? Like, that's not, that's not something I even have thought about, you know? Like, and also you don't look any different. And I'm like, what? I feel like obese compared to like the leanest that I was, which I know is not true, but it's crazy. The things that your mind, like the the tricks that your mind will play on you, um, losing weight, gaining weight, all the things. And it was just like you said, it was all because of that validation. Like when you get the validation for losing weight, you want to keep going, but then it's never enough. And then if you if you gain weight, you have this fear like, oh my God, I'm not going to be lovable anymore. Or like, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be the fit friend or like, I'm not going to be the whatever, like you make an identity out of your body. And so 
as I'm losing that identity, it's definitely uncomfortable for me. I'll just be straight up and it's going to be years of unlearning that and I'm still so in it deep. (laughs) Um, So yeah, thank you for sharing, Sarah. I can relate so hard. Yeah. Uh, Kim, what about you? So until two years ago this month, it was two years ago this month, my entire adult life, I had been trying to lose weight or I was busy having a baby. (laughs) So Mm. like my entire adult life until two years ago was the first time that I actively decided I was not going to lose weight. Now, that doesn't mean I was successfully losing weight all those years. Clearly, right? I would have been very, very tiny. I was not successfully losing weight. But that's a lot of time to have the main focus of how you think about food and just really a main focus of my thoughts be wrapped up in losing weight or why am I not losing weight or when am I going to start losing weight? Like, when am I going to get back on track? Like, that was a lot of time. You know, I'm 49. So we're talking, I'm actually, I'm going to be 50. So we several decades were spent like that. And so the first time I actually worked on actively maintaining my weight, it was weird and it was very strange. Um, It was challenging for me, but I decided I was going to do it for a full year. And I did Um, actually a little little longer than a year. Um, Since that time, I've gone through a couple of mini fat loss phases at this moment. um, So when quarantine started, I did put on some weight. I absolutely did. I think like most of us, you know, we were I just really thought it was going to be this short-lived thing like everybody else. So I was kind of treating it like vacation. Like, oh, my family's here and everybody wants to bake. And look, we're baking again. And <laughs> now we're baking again. And it was just Amazing. really kind of like you would, att- I really approached it a lot like I would vacation. Like, you know, yeah. this is temporary. And then it just went on and on and on. And then kind of it was more bad habits, right? Like, oh, like we hang out and play cards and eat snacks every night. So I did put on some weight and I was not at all comfortable with it. I was not. I was not comfortable with it. Um, I've since done a little small fat loss phase. And right now I feel really comfortable in my body, though I will say like, I'm not the size I was. I'm not the size I was a year ago now, but I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I look good and I don't feel, I don't feel like a pressure to be anywhere other than where I'm at. Like, I don't feel a pressure to be like, I should be the size I was a year ago, or I should be the size I was two years ago. I don't feel it. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, when was that on that uncomfortable phase for you? Can you talk to me or talk, share us, share with us what that was like? Like, what was the conversation like in your head? What were your habits like? I gained weight during quarantine. Yeah. Just like Um, that feeling of discomfort. I just was like, I don't like how my clothes are fitting. Like, I don't want to go buy new clothes. Like, how did this happen? Like, you know, and again, like, I'm a friggin' fitness professional. What was I thinking? And at some point I should have caught on earlier than later. Like this was not temporary and I should, I should have just eaten like I usually do, which is, you know, it's not treats every night when we play cards, but you know, so I think that I guess the word guilt is how I felt kind of yeah. like, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. What'd you do that for Kim? Like, why did you just spend seven, eight weeks eating like that? Clearly that wasn't a vacation. That was eight weeks. Yeah. So guilt was definitely a word that I felt. But like most things, and I think you ladies will relate to this, talking out loud, honestly, to people about what's going on really helps. Like if I had tried to like not acknowledge I was feeling that way, I would, I would have struggled more. And so like when I was on my stories, I was like, Hey, guess what? I gained some weight. Anybody else? You know, like it really helps to be honest about how you're feeling, um, rather than trying to hide it. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, I can relate for sure. I think for me, it's been like six months of that, to be honest. It's just been like, oh, like, meh. But it's like, no, it actually becomes a habit. Like, oh, a habit of having dessert daily and like then maybe more. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what's happening? Like, and I'm at the place now, like just recently in the past probably month where I'm like, all right, my clothes definitely don't fit the same. And like, I could put, do this on my own, but like, I, I think I was talking to Marcy about this. Like I'm going to hire my own coach to just help me like manage that for me because having like doing it yourself, you know, even as a coach, it's like, I've had coaches in the past, but now it's like, all right, this is a time where I have a lot of other things going on in my life. And I need that accountability and that support from somebody that can help me get out of those bad habits. Cause I've totally fallen into the like, I'm going to have cereal after dinner and some ice cream because it's like, because it tastes good and I want it. Like my discipline's just kind of like not there right now. So yeah, there's definitely the guilt. But then the other side of it's like, I know I shouldn't be guilty, but I kind of feel guilty and I want to feel better. <laughs> so it's like this whole narrative in your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Marcy? Yeah. So Gosh, I first started trying to lose weight when I was 12 years old. I've told the story many times and didn't really have much success. So I went on Weight Watchers the year that I was, the summer going into my freshman year of high school because I really wanted to feel good about myself as like a freshman in high school, you know, meeting new people and boys and all that. And I did lose weight and I got to the point where I, I felt good. And then from there, I don't really think I was trying to lose weight. I was just trying to get in better shape, so to speak. I was trying to change the composition of my body. So I was lifting weights. I was doing the step classes and all the cardio and, you know, trying to eat as well as I could, even though after coming off Weight Watchers, I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and in, what was it? So my senior year is when I started this program, Body for Life. And that's really what got me into the kind of like, I'll call it bodybuilding culture almost. So the five to six small meals a day, lifting weights, doing cardio, like very regimented. And I did get a little bit leaner and then I went to college and that's where shit really hit the fan. And is when I like kind of developed what I will call disordered eating behaviors and exercise obsession. But the thing is, what's interesting about it is I wasn't purposely trying to lose weight. I was looking at these women on the covers of fitness magazines and seeing their physiques. They were lean, they were muscular, and like that is what I wanted to look like. I did not want to look like someone on the cover of Shape magazine who might be, you know, thinner with less muscle. So I was just following what was outlined in these magazines. And the result of that was me weighing 95 pounds. <laughs> so, and I never, I think that's around what I weighed. I actually do not remember weighing myself in college. Like I didn't have a scale in my dorm room. I didn't have a scale in my sorority house. Um, so maybe I went to the doctor one time and knew that I was like somewhere around 98 pounds or maybe like when I came home from, uh, from like for a break, but I don't ever remember being in college and getting on the scale and being like, oh my gosh, I have to lose more weight. So it wasn't about the weight loss. It was about trying to achieve this look. But then 
things got really bad and my friends basically had to have an intervention with me and say, you know, we're worried about you. You make us uncomfortable. You need to get help. So I did, I got some help. I gained weight. And by the time I graduated, I was in a much healthier place. And then once I moved home from college, very soon after that, I met a guy at the gym who was a bodybuilder. And I said to him, I was like, please like transform me into a figure competitor. And he's like, okay, but you're going to have to gain weight. Like you're going to have to gain muscle. So he put me on a diet that probably made me gain about 10 pounds, I would say. So that was my first attempt at purposely gaining weight to build muscle. So, and that's really been, I guess, my story ever since then is I'm very regimented with my habits. I don't gain weight because, oh, I've, you know, fallen off track. It's more intentional. And so I've had periods of gaining weight. You know, I wouldn't, you wouldn't call it like reverse dieting back then. And I, that term wasn't really a thing, but yeah, like let's, let's bulk. That's what it was like. Yeah, let's bulk. So purposely gain weight, eat more calories than you need to, to gain muscle. And then after a little bit of time, diet to reveal what you have built. So I went through periods of that, gosh, off and on since, yeah, it was either maybe like 23 when that started. Mm. And I did probably four or five rounds of that. And it's so funny because I, when I was going to that gym, there was this trainer there who has now passed away, bless his heart, but he would make comments on my body all the time. So one month it was like, wow, Marcy, like, are you okay? You look a little sick. I was like, no, I'm fine, Gil. Thanks. Everything's good. And then a month later, he asked me if I was pregnant. <laughs> so oh yeah, I was, it, I was like, no. you, don't get me started. Um, but it's just so crazy how people feel like they can comment on your body and even yeah. well-intentioned comments like, oh, you've lost weight. Um, you know, that happened to me recently where someone like thought that I was sick because I had lost weight. So mm -hmm. that is a very slippery slope for sure. Um, but let's see. So let's go back to like 2017, which is when I joined that powerlifting gym. And I went in there with the intention of one, gaining strength, getting stronger, not focusing quite so much on my physique, but also hoping that I would gain muscle so that I would look better. And when I had my interview, because I had to like interview to train at that gym, my coach at the time said like, yeah, you can come work here, but you have to gain weight. And he's like, it's not going to be any of this one pound a month bullshit. Like I know you're going to want to do, because I told him about my disordered eating past and he was my then boyfriend's coach. So he kind of knew me and like knew what I was about. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to gain as much weight as I say you are going to gain in the amount of time that I tell you to gain it. So that ended up being close to... I guess when all said was said and done, 17 pounds in a matter of three months. So wow. yeah, on someone who's five foot two, that's a lot of weight in a very short period of time. And let's just say it was not muscle. It was predominantly body fat. And the thing is, is like, it didn't really help get me stronger because like it was fat, it wasn't muscle. So I got a little bit stronger, but I did not like how I looked. I did not like how I felt in my body. And it wasn't a weight that was overweight by any means. It just was not comfortable for me. Mm. So I, I stayed 
there for about a year, um, you know, knowing that I would not be able to lose weight and stay at the gym because he, even like once I hit the weight, he still monitored me semi-regularly just to make sure that I wasn't losing because he knew my mindset and that I did not feel comfortable. So once I finally left that gym, um, you know, my health was not in a great place. And I knew that I wasn't like, my body was not ready to go into fat loss. So I just kind of, what I say, sat in the discomfort for a while and let my body, like trying to heal my body on my own and not really having any success. So that is when I reached out to Vince and we did the whole gut health healing protocol and worked on some of my other health issues. And once my body was in a good place, then he allowed me to go into a fat loss phase. Mm. So I did, I, I lost weight. I was in a pretty significant calorie deficit and got very, very lean. Um, and I like, I liked it. I like myself being a little bit leaner, but I knew that I could not stay there forever. So starting in January, I started the reverse dieting process, which I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. Like, I guess I'm still reverse dieting. Uh, I haven't really been increasing my calories frequently, but I probably put on about five pounds since my deficit ended. And I feel good right now. You know, my body is in a good place. Like physically, I feel good. Um, but what's interesting is even though my calories have not changed for probably a good six weeks, maybe even two months at this point, I, I am like slowly adding weight and I don't know why that is. I can't really figure it out. You know, is it a hormone thing? Is it like your body's always changing, right? So you mm-hmm. can do the same thing over and over again and think that you are going to stay exactly how you are, but because like your internal landscape is changing based on your external world, in my opinion, yeah. then yeah, you can start gaining weight, even though you think you are doing all of the right things. So I had a really stressful past couple of months and oftentimes like hormones have a little bit of a lag time. So the stressful situation that you experienced three months ago may be manifesting right now. So Mm -hmm. that's just something to consider. And I'm curious if that has been why I've been getting a little bit away. It's been like a pound or two. It's not a lot. Just like I see that slow, gradual trend Mm -hmm. over time where it's not the, oh, I stepped on the scale and was up two pounds, but then it goes back down, you know, to where it was. It's like, it's slowly trending upward and not coming back down, which is fine. And I mean, I don't know, is it muscle maybe, but, um, but yeah, like I, I feel good overall, so I'm not too concerned about it, but that's, that's my long-winded answer. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I think it's so, it's so important to see all the ups and downs, like behind the scenes, because like, especially on Instagram, it's so easy to just scroll and look at a person and think that that's always how they've looked or they've never struggled with their weight or they've never been heavier or lighter or whatever. And it's like, you're, we're all just looking at each other in like a snapshot of time, knowing that like our bodies can change so much. Um, and so, yeah, I think your story is a testament to that. So thank you, Marcy, for sharing all of that. Um Something that I've noticed, and I don't know if you guys can relate, but like with COVID and the shift in routine um, and the gyms closing and stuff, I think something for me that has significantly impacted my um, relationship with my body and just like gaining weight is probably one for, for me is moving in with Kurt, just like being exposed to like more opportunities, I guess, to eat, but also... Um, 
shifting more on the how I looked rather than how strong I was because I wasn't practicing the strength, um, like the foundations of the strength that I had built, right? Like, so I was typically in the gym, like four to five times a week, loved lifting, loved feeling strong, like going out for walks, doing all these things. And then COVID happened and like the gym was the place where I felt strong. And then what happens when that gets taken from you? It's like, for me, the first thing that happened was, oh my God, what's going to happen? Am I a strong person anymore? Like it was this really weird identity shift. It was like the attachment to the physical gym as like the way that I'm strong. And so I think that that was actually like the catalyst for me personally in, in gaining some weight over the past few months has been that I started thinking more about how I looked than how like badass and how strong I was. And only very recently in the past probably two months have I shifted back into that place of like, no, I just want to be like really fucking strong and healthy and able and my body will be a reflection of that. And I don't know if you guys can relate just to missed COVID and I know Kim, you have your home gym, so I don't know that much has changed, but I know Sarah, for you, you were talking about not going to the gym and that's been such a di- that's been so different um, because that was where I got my source of strength and like reminder of how strong and capable I am. And so now I have to cultivate that in other ways and I'm doing it, but I just want to know, like, can you guys relate to that? Um, I don't think I particularly personally had a huge attachment, obviously physical strength. Yes. In the gym, but mm-hmm. I don't think there was a huge amount of like inner strength that I got from the gym, not in the last few years anyway. I think maybe when I first started out lifting weights, I I think that's when I felt the biggest transformation in that kind of like relation to physical gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. I mean, actually for me with the gym, um, I actually feel my body feels better training less. Mm-hmm. I and I wasn't even training like pre-COVID. I wasn't even training to like that much. But I was still, you know, lifting fairly heavy for, you know, the person mm-hmm. that I am. Um, and actually, I don't think my body likes lifting heavy anymore because it doesn't, it yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't, it used to make me feel good and now it doesn't. Yeah. And so I'm listening to my body and I'm like, okay, you've had enough of, you've had enough of all that. So we will, you know, train to, you know, maintain my strength, yeah. but I'm not going to be pushing the boundaries in that, in that part of my life anymore. I've got other things that I'm going to be pushing the boundaries in and, you know, mm-hmm. um, finding it, like you said, finding other ways to get that kind of like challenge, I guess, is going to be the thing for me. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, it's almost like the um the shift to like for me the gym was always like a proving yourself like it used to be that's how I proved myself. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm so strong." And now it's like you said, it's it's not so much that. It's more just like doing it to feel good and whatever that like minimum effective dose is, not the like I got to go hard. Like it's just like, "No, it's like just trying to move and feel good and that feels really nice when you're just going with the flow and like finding the movements that feel good and at a frequency and a duration that feels good. And that way you just feel good. (laughs) Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Kim? 
Um, so I think what you guys just said about minimum effective dose is super important. Like people don't need to, if they don't want to, um, they don't need to lift heavy and hard four days a week if they, if their goals don't dictate that that's what they need. Right. So I think people learning what it is that their goals need is important. Mm-hmm. For me, I friggin' love lifting hard. <laughs> like I love it. It, I've never, uh, since I started, wanted to do otherwise. And who knows? Maybe at some point I'll be like, yeah, I'm not so into that. Right now I love it. I will say if for me, like you guys know, for me, COVID didn't take away my gym access at all. So that was no problem. It did shift some things and like I didn't have access to it whenever I wanted because now all these people are in my house and in my <laughs> gym. You have and zoo. so it was harder for me. And even even now, like it's just hard because um, I just like my old schedule and I want it back and there's always people around. <laughs> and so I don't have that level of flexibility, but I will say I've certainly had plenty of clients who did lose their ability to go to the gym and it's been a hard bumpy road for some of them. Like, how do I still continue to gain strength? Cause I don't feel as motivated trying to do it in their basement yeah. with a bag of sand as they did, you know, with their barbell at the gym. Um, some people have navigated it more successfully than others. And uh, it, it's definitely been something that I guess, I guess the word is, I guess the word is navigate. Like people have had to navigate it. And I've had some clients who've really successfully been like, fine, like this is when I'm going to start working on my pistol squat. This, I've got a chin up bar. I'm really going to start working on my chin ups. And so finding something to hold on to that they really enjoyed has been important and, and useful for them. For other people, it's really been about like, how can I just do something you know, a couple times a week to not lose my gains. So, you know, people have found different ways around this and other people have been all about how can I possibly like scrounge around and get as much weight in my house as possible. And I have had clients who've been able to like find barbells and, you know, it's kind of like working a miracle these days, but they've done it. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a testament to like reprioritizing your goal when your external environment changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I think that doesn't always get remembered if you're working on a goal and you're in a different place in your life and then something changes. It's like we, our first instinct is to just be like, why am I not still reaching my goal anymore? And then like we forget like, oh, because <laughs> life's changed. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like I didn't take the necessary, preca- like not precautions, but I didn't take the necessary steps t- to make sure that I was going to um, show up for the gym or workouts or whatever. Like for me, I personally needed the accountability because I had so much other stuff going on in my life and I just didn't do it. And like, that's okay. And so maybe for you guys listening, like if you're still in the place where you're like, I've gained weight, and I still haven't made the change and I don't feel comfortable, it's like now is the time to make the change before you feel even more uncomfortable. And it's like, it's, it's literally never too late. I think that that mindset kicks in literally within a week. You're like, well, I already messed up. Just screw it. I've gained a pound, right? And I am here to tell you it is not too late. I've probably gained five to 10 pounds over the past six months. And it's okay. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Right. So just like Kim said, it's like, how can you um, basically do do what you want to do with what you have, get resourceful. And then if you need support, like get reaching out for help, because I don't think any of us have endured a global pandemic before amidst all the things else going on in your life. And so that just may be the thing that propels you to get some support in an area of your life that that does matter. Right. So, um, well, thank you so much for sharing, Kim. What about you, Mars? 
Yeah. So kind of like going back to the lifting heavy thing, I probably started trying to lift as heavy as possible when I was in my mid twenties and, you know, deadlifting heavy, squatting heavy, which for me was not very heavy, like compared to most people. But like you said, Sam, that was my, that's where I sourced my confidence from. Like I felt like a badass when I was in the gym and it was almost like people were men even were intimidated by me. And so funny that we're even having this conversation because the guy that I was telling you about from Saturday who saw me on the trail was like, oh, I remember you from 24 Hour Fitness probably in, you know, 2012. He's like, I remember you deadlifting. Like you deadlifted so heavy and you just looked so intense. I was like, I'm not going to fuck with that girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yep, I'm definitely not that person anymore. But I loved it at the time. Like it felt so good. It was very empowering. And then, yeah, I went to that other gym. I think it was like 2016, 2017 when I went to the other gym and I liked it for maybe a couple of months. And then it just, I started to hate it. Like I loathed my workouts. My body did not feel good lifting that heavy. Um, And it was a very kind of like cutthroat environment too. So if you missed a lift, it was almost like you were shamed. It wasn't just, okay, it happens. It's like, why did that happen? You know, you were a failure kind of thing. So it was just mm-hmm. the overall mindset and mentality of the place that really, unfortunately, I think deterred me from wanting to keep going. And then I realized again, my body just didn't feel good. And I'm kind of a bodybuilder at heart. I like that. I like feeling the pump, not necessarily like finding my run rut max, that does not feel as good to me. So now I am working with a coach who I've had now for probably, I think since the beginning of the year and really enjoying it. And he's not about squatting and deadlifting heavy. I think you have to push yourself. He's all about intensity, but the weight doesn't have to be really heavy. And I like that. So I kind of enjoy training for, yeah, the pump and like feeling the muscle work and that mind muscle connection that is what I enjoy, not necessarily like how much can I squat, how much can I deadlift? So I have been enjoying that. And fortunately when COVID happened, and even though I had a private gym that I could have kept going to, I decided to work out from home at least temporarily. And I was still able to make, I mean, maintain my progress, maybe make a little bit of progress with very minimal equipment at home. So an incline bench and dumbbells up to 35 pounds, that was pretty much it, and some bands. Um, But the way that my programs were written and the way that I pushed myself, I was still allowed or able to gain strength, make progress, even though I wasn't lifting heavy with a barbell. So, but yeah, I think for me, the, the gym is just my outlet. It's my, the where I go to um, relief stress and to still feel empowered. So even if I'm not lifting super heavy, it's just that whole concept of showing up for myself, keeping the promise that I make to myself that feels really good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think like generally it's just like we were talking about the minimum effective dose and just where you get your confidence from and where you get your strength from. And for you guys listening, like I think we would encourage you to figure out like what that thing is for you or what that set of things are for you. Like, where are you reminded of how capable you are? Like, is it running? Is it lifting? Is it yoga? Is it dancing? Like, what is it for you? Is it lifting? Um, And making sure that you keep that in your life for as like, and do it as often as you need to feel good. Um, Coming from somebody that like 
went through a phase of not doing anything and just felt like such crap. Like I was just in a, in a gross place. I was like, Oh God, I feel gross. I'm not moving. Like what's going on. And starting to like coming out of that probably a few months ago. And now just being like, no, actually I really love being in nature and like, I'll do a few workouts and yeah, but like right now actually being in the forest and like running in the woods is, is my like therapy. Um, so figuring out what that is for you to feel good in your body. And then if you are, if you have gained weight, like it's okay. Like it is so, so okay. It doesn't mean anything. And if you aren't comfortable in your body, like Kim was talking about when she hit that point, And the point that I was at recently as well is like, well, you can just take action on it. Like you can ask for help. You can, you can always change your trajectory. Um, And there's always, like, it's never too late. There's always a way to reach your goal. It just may require some backup. Um, And I'm, I think we we all have coaches. All, All four of us have coaches in some part of our life, if not many parts of our life. And that just means that our goal is big enough to need support. Like I'm just, yeah. So it's okay. It is okay. Um, we love you. And if you have gained weight and this episode resonated, uh, please tag us in your stories, share it on Instagram, and we cannot wait to catch up with you next week. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.